Hey everybody, good morning, good morning, it's Diana Prince, and this is Pen Up Talk with host Diana Prince. So I want to thank everybody who's listening. I have not been regularly, is that a word, <laughs> doing my podcast in so long. I just, I don't know, I've gotten extremely busy and I'm really trying to organize myself in 2019 here. But I have had my podcast for about two years probably a little over two years at this point and I do know I have a couple of listeners so I really appreciate it and for anybody who is tuning in for the first time thank you this is pin up talk with host Diana Prince my show and my platform is based upon talking about the pinup industry talking about the business side of the industry which um, really has so some similarities in every aspect of business. So I talk about things that I've been through, experiences. Um, Normally, when I talk about something, and I've said this so many times, um, just to give everybody a refresher on my podcast here, normally when I talk about a topic, it's not something that is new. Obviously, it might be the first time I'm bringing it up because I had to bring up you know, the topic for the first time, but I often will repeat topics and do a podcast months later on the same topic. Um, But when I decide to podcast about something, it's usually something I'm pretty passionate about. I don't just, you know, wing it and say, let's see what I'll feel like talking about. I may not have it planned as far as a day in advance, but usually when I wake up, in the middle of the night is when it begins or early early in the morning and it's usually an experience negative or positive that I've experienced more than once so I'm like okay I'm going to talk about this now so it's never okay I've just been through this and now this one person out there um, can really feel that they're special (laughs) or think that I'm zeroing them out or however you want to refer to it um because usually again it's something I'm passionate about and that comes from nine times out of ten eight times out of ten it comes from me experiencing something more than once it's just like when I've done my podcast episodes on being a social media influencer obviously that's a positive subject but it is a business subject and it has negative and positive elements to being in that position and to becoming a social media influencer and you know it's a lot of work so I talk about the business side of it and it's just like with anything else that I talk about so I don't just get on here and say oh you know somebody made me mad and here we go I'm gonna name shame which is number one I never ever capital letters never ever do Um, or make a whole entire podcast episode about someone who's upset me. Um, I just don't do it. I'm laughing because there's just, there's more to life. Of course, I'm going to vent, but I'm going to think about things from a business aspect. It's not about, oh, this motherfucker pissed me off today. (laughs) Pardon my French, but you know, it's, it's really not about that at all. None of my posts on social media are about that. I am human, just like everyone else, just like anyone else. And I want to name names sometimes, really, if it's gotten to that point or if it's something that serious. Of course, I think about it in the back of my head. But I override that thought. And the emotion is, is what brings is what stems that's that's the root is my emotion my negative emotion and girls do this guys do this people get so upset and then their mind says tell your story and name that person and then people think and other people I've seen feel that they're warning other people about someone I don't roll that way I don't play that I've never seen and I've studied so many people I have never seen someone, and I'm not saying this doesn't happen, but I'm saying I've never seen someone who has name-shamed, told their story, told the complete truth, but 
filled with a lot of emotions and named the person. And especially when they are saying they're warning others. I have never seen that work out right. I've actually been on the reciprocating end of the negativity and backlash. And eventually those people got a taste of their own medicine. And it's like I've learned early on. And I was never doing it anyway. Before I was in pinup and up until that point. So, you know, but what I'm saying is I understand why people do it. I read people's posts. I can feel it. I can feel their pain, their confusion, their disappointment, the negativity that they're feeling. I've been there. They're talking about situations that I've been through. Photographers post about negative situations with models. Models talk about negative experiences um, and situations with photographers. I've been there. I've been on both ends. I'm friends with photographers. I'm friends with models. I've been there. I can relate to everyone. And so that's basically what my show is about and has been about. It's about people I know out there that can relate to the topics that I'm covering and the way that I cover them. I'm not calling names. Um, I'm not cursing. Uh, the entire time and calling people out of their names. I'm not naming people. And I'm going much more above and beyond um, just explaining my emotions. I am dissecting the situation. And there, again, are topics that I have covered more than once. But I don't have that big of of a reader, listener base on my podcast. So the initial reason that I wanted to do my podcast is for the people who can relate and for the people who maybe did not know that that is how people are looking at them. You know, maybe they were so engulfed in their emotions and now they can actually sit down and listen and say, wow, this is a logical way of looking at this and from another person's point of view. You know, this is how they see me. This is how they see what I've just done um, in business, good or bad. And But the, the real reason I've kept up with my podcast is it gets my mind ready for my work day. I've been going on and on and on for the past two years, definitely the past year and more so the past couple of months about how focus and concentration is so important to me. And I'm really, really, really starting to dislike people who don't understand that. Especially, it's like you want to laugh and cry at the same time. You know, how is it ironically the same people that have to focus when they're doing their job all of a sudden have no problem interrupting me while I'm doing mine? It doesn't make any sense. That's not realistic. That's not logical. I'm not going to sit there and allow someone and bow down and allow someone to have that kind of power over my day and over my time, especially when number one, I do not capital letters do that to them. Never have never capital letters, never, not once. And it's not something that I would even do. So that's number one. Number two, um, it's, it's not something that's positive. I have work to do. I make time for everything and everyone that's important to me. Also something I've been stressing lately. And I'm just, you know, honestly, because that's not what I wanted to talk about today. But I just think that the average person, even people who are not being malice and just evil and self-centered and selfish, you know, take away those people. Because no matter what, it's always going to be a negative situation. But I look at everyone else that knows me in business that I've worked with and who follows me and sees my works, people that I interact with, and they don't seem to understand that causing me delays is an interruption in my day. Now, I'm not sitting here on my high horse. I'm actually in my bed. <laughs> it's, uh, it looks like it's, it's still dark outside. I don't know. I've got the, they've got the, the lights on out there in the, the parking garage, but, um, You know, I'm sitting here in my bed. I've got my Arizona sweatshirt on, some boxers, and that's it. And I'm comfy, and it's dark, and it's just now about to turn 3 o'clock in the morning. 
I'm definitely on nobody's high horse, but I know my worth. I've had self-worth. I know it, especially in business. Um, I, I don't even want to say especially, just period, business and personal. And when it comes to business, it's like, yes, I value my time. That is part of the reason why I give so much to people because I want to give them my best. My time, it's not just whatever, you know, if I'm giving you my time, I'm going to be giving you my best during that time. Five minutes, an hour, a three hour shoot, um, going the extra mile by getting our images published, going the extra mile by sharing your work on social media that has nothing to do with me, going the extra mile to check in and say, hey, how are you? When all we have is a business relationship, but we've had a great history and maybe we're going to work together again. So I drop you a line, ask how you're doing. You know, these are things that I give because I want the time that I give and the work that I produce to be quality. Like I said, it can be a one time we've worked together. We've worked together several times. We've worked together more times than we can count. You know, no matter what the situation is, and like I said, five minutes, 50 minutes, three hours, when I'm giving my time, I'm giving my passion, I'm giving my expertise, I'm giving my knowledge, my experience, connections, resources, you know, my drive, my positive energy. I feel like I'm giving a lot. And the only thing that I ask for is for my time not to be wasted. And when I talk about wasting my time, there's several different ways that it can be done. Just like there's seven, several, or seven, okay. There's several different ways that your time with me and our time together can be utilized. And you know, God, it sounds like a personal, but really I'm talking about business right now. Really, you know, and it, it does become somewhat personal when you've worked with someone over and over and over again. And you know, I did this podcast episode today to say, you know, I, I'm just, if, if someone were to sit back and observe me, I have been on a roll, <laughs> you know, ain't no shame in my game. If somebody going to tell it, I'm going to tell it first if it's about me. And it's not like, oh, I'm a bitch and I know it, like people who say that. No, all I'm saying is I know me, I know what I've done and it's proven. I have been cutting people off left and right. There's several reasons for this. You know, one, the, the, the initial reason is always because of lack of business commitment, lack of obligation in business. As there's no sense of obligation. There's no sense of commitment. People get deep, deeply involved in something, deeply involved in working with me. And then all of a sudden, for this reason or that reason, boom, they can't, they can't do it anymore. After production has stop, started and has not been completed on certain things, boom, I'm eliminating you. What other choice do I have? Number one, you're already eliminating yourself, really. But when I see people who start to bail on commitments or just make it difficult to work with them, I'm not going to fall flat on my face. I learned my lesson by working with somebody all last year. And I am no longer working with them. And it is definitely by choice. The stress is gone. The stress is gone. I feel like saying hallelujah. You know, really, that is how I felt the day I said I'm done with this person. And, you know, honestly, without even getting into exactly what someone has to do, period, if there is starting to become a, a, a pattern of, of negative behavior, I'm cutting it off. I look back at how many clients, you know, I would say at least five that I can think of. And this is out of dozens, mind you. But hey, you know, people, you stick out like a sore thumb, you know, when you're the one that's habitually causing negative things to happen. And I look back at, at the photographers as well that broke commitments, didn't give me images. Thank God it's few and far between, but they stick out like a sore thumb. They stand out in a negative way. And believe me, they do not overshadow all of the dozens of people 
that I've worked with and produced with and would never hesitate to work with again. And the feeling is very mutual. I, you know, I, I look back at those experiences and I'm like, nope, I'm not doing that again. I'm not doing that again. Yes, we all make mistakes. We, meaning me. I'm the first one to raise my hand. Yeah, you know, things happen. Life happens. But if it's a pattern, I mean, come on. You know, how far am I going to let that go? Because, again, today's topic, you're wasting my time. Time is being wasted. Delays are happening. Production comes to a screeching halt, and sometimes it never starts back, and it never gets completed. I have no interest in working with someone like that, period. To me, you don't really have any interest in working with me. But for me to sit up there and allow it, because that's what I'm doing. That's what I've done in the past, and I'm not going to do it anymore. Is to sit up there and allow things to take place in front of me that I know that I'm not down with, that I know that I'm not okay with. And to just continue on and say, oh, well... You know, I'm, I, I will be honest, I don't have that type of personality. If it's business, and I'll be blunt and I'll be brash for the one or two people that end up listening to this. Um, if it's business and I'm not getting what I want, I'm going to cut you off. People do it all the time. I've had clients that pinup serves no purpose for them anymore. Boom, so they're done. I've had clients that can't afford to do pinup anymore. So boom, they're done. I've had clients that had all of this, I don't know, an unrealistic facade that pinup, they thought pinup had, and when they realized it was work and it was going to take commitment and time and there was competition, boom, they were out. <laughs> you know, there are people who never developed a backbone, was, you know, in the pinup industry, wanted to play pinup but didn't want to follow the rules of pinup, didn't want to show support, or just constantly were, they were complaining, they have no self-confidence, and it's like, you're depressing me now. You are starting to, it's affecting my life. I'm not, look for, I'm not looking forward to working with you. So again, there are various reasons I could podcast on each and every one of them. Um, you know, just with photographers alone that have disappointed me. But there's so many people that haven't, and I've had so many great experiences with people, which proves my point in what I was saying to someone yesterday. Um, one or more people can have a great experience with the same person that one or more people can have a negative experience with. And then there's people who can say, well, it wasn't really great and it wasn't horrible. So, you know, this topic today proves my point. There are so many people that have had such a great experience with me. And the reason is because I had a great experience with them. It just, it, there's no way, you know, that it doesn't take two. It undoubtedly takes both people. And, you know, the chemistry has to be there, et cetera, et cetera. But the commitment, it's got to be there. When people make things difficult, and I know and this, to me, it's, it just, it almost becomes a fact. It's in between my opinion and a fact, you know, if there's such a thing. I just, I know that this is not something that they have to make difficult, yet they're making it difficult. That irritates me. <laughs> um, it causes delays, and that's what today's topic is about, causing me delays. I just cannot sit around why someone is causing me delays. I can't. You know, I can't sit around and allow it to become a negative pattern because I've done that with people. And then it just ended up, it was like I should have just cut it short way before when I did. And I'm just not willing to do that anymore. You know, you have to be actually, and here's me being blunt and brash again, you actually have to be irreplaceable for me to deal with your bullshit because it's kind of like we all have bullshit right you know like some people are late often that might be a big deal to you it may not be it might be the biggest deal and after once or twice you're done I've seen people like that I've worked with people like that after the first time they're done they don't even give you a second opportunity there are people that 
see their work being posted by models without it being credited and it's no big deal. And then there are people like me. If I see my images that I own because I took them and they're somewhere without my, my name being mentioned, then I'm filing a report. It's that serious to me. I started doing that, yep. So, you know, it all depends on, that's why I say get to know the people that you're working with. There should be no surprises when it comes to a negative reaction. If you've worked with somebody over and over again, you should already know they're not going to act posit- react positively. I mean, are you that short-sighted, narrow-minded, I don't know, clueless? Is that the word? Where you're, you actually didn't expect a negative reaction from them? That's crazy. It's just like a personal, it sounds like I'm talking about a personal relationship. You built a relationship with someone and you should know them by now. You know, it, 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 if I'm astonished that you're making something difficult and I'm astonished that your level of commitment isn't what it used to be or that I think it should be higher, you know, it's lower than what I expected from you. Uh, you know, then you you shouldn't be, you know, or go ahead, fine, you know, go ahead and be astonished when I react in a negative way. I don't think you should be astonished. I really don't. I mean, you're doing something or causing delays. So you, there's a negative situation going on here, period. You cannot possibly expect a positive reaction from me. There's no way. I mean, it, put it plain and simple, and it sounds so sophomoric and immature, but if I'm not getting what I want, how do you think I'm going to act? I mean, again, listen to that statement. That's pretty, pretty serious of a statement, but think about it. I feel like I'm entitled, and for so long I have never, ever, ever used that expression when referring to myself. It's always been like, wow, people think they're entitled to this and entitlement. And no, I actually think I'm entitled to get what I want when I've worked hard for it, period. When other people have control over something getting completed, over keeping their own commitments, I feel like I'm fully entitled to it because I've given that. I've never asked for something from someone in business that I'm not willing to give equally or give that exact same thing. So yeah, I feel like I'm entitled. And so how do you think I'm gonna react when I'm entitled to something and I've worked hard for it and I'm not getting what I want? I'm not gonna react in a positive way. So I don't feel like there should be any astonishment. You know, I'm astonished when people who used to keep commitments start to not keep them. It's like, wait a minute, I'm, I feel like I'm put in a position here. You're not someone brand new to me. We've had success and obviously that success and the, the business relationship that we established over time was because of production. Production, it, it, it existed, it flowed, and it, it was completed. Because otherwise, how do we get this far? So that's what puts me and uh, I'm a pondry, I'm like, or a quandary, whatever you call it. I'm pondering a pondry. Oh my goodness, I'm making up words now at 3.13 in the morning. Good morning. It's February, I think, 22nd, 2019. So, um, but yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm being forced to be in a position that I, I wasn't in, you know, and that I don't want to be in. Like I'm, I'm saying, well, wow, look at our track history, you know, look at our track record, look at our history of production of positive things. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Now they're doing this. Like, how long do I let this go on? You know, do I say, no, I see this is occurring. I'm done with you. When we've had so many good things, I, I don't really believe that that's a good choice because everybody makes mistakes. And delays happen all the time. That's just life. People have other priorities. We all do. And we're all human. And life actually does happen and take over sometimes. But what I'm saying is, are you irreplaceable, though? 
That's, that, that's where the, the question comes in. No doubt we've had a great history. No doubt everybody makes mistakes. But, okay, so do I let it go to two times? <laughs> I mean, and is it two times of the same disappointment or you just disappointed me in business two times, but it was two separate situations? You know, it just, it all becomes very complicated because I ask myself, is it worth it? I mean, say we get to that two times. Why should I let it go to a three? Why should I let it go to four? I mean, who knows if if it would even go that far. But why should I take that chance? Because it's just stress. It's additional stress. And I mean, who really wants to work with somebody who's disappointed them? I mean, come on. Nobody. You know, it's not disappointed them like, oh, they couldn't do something right when you needed it or, you know, but just to flat out disappoint me and to bail on something or to make something so difficult that's so extremely simple. I'm like, I don't know if I can continue. You know, honestly, honestly, publication is a really big part of what I do as a pennant model. It always has been. Every photographer I've worked with from day one if it was our only shoot or if we actually cannot sit and count how many times we've worked together. All my photographers know. Every photographer I've ever worked with and my personal photographers, everyone knows that I shoot for publication. Period. I think maybe when I first started doing shoots, um, product shoots, I may have um, worked with two three photographers, new photographers, meaning I'd never worked with them. And the intention was to, the initial intention was to get, the goal was to get product shots. But I was just involved in pen publication then as I am now. So it was like, okay, let's get these images published as well. Um, I worked with like two, three <laughs> three photographers in a row that I just decided I'm not going to work with anymore. I just couldn't, you know, um, I think all of them I only worked with once. And so that was just, that was enough for me. The images were not the quality that I expected based upon my research, based upon my communication with them. And the quality was not what I was happy with. Nice people, They spent their time. They took their time driving here. We spent time together. Um, I got a good vibe, but the images were just not good, in my opinion, or they were barely good. And so I I was like, I can't do this again. You know, it's it's I can take products shots on my own. And now on top of everything, I can't even get these images published. So it's like, no, no. Why would I? book a photographer and set up a shoot for them to come out here just to get product shots when I can do that on my own. So that's when I actually, I'm glad that I went through that because, well, I needed to, because that's when I started really believing in myself more and my ability as a photographer, if you will, still not something that I sought out to do and just not something I've been really happy with but you know a lot of things are changing in my 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 business world I I really didn't expect things to change and go in the direction that it's went in I just up and woke up one day and said this is what I'm going to start doing and there are people who've asked me in the past like how did you start pen up how did you transition from you know regular modeling if you will into pinup like how did you transition from doing artistic nude modeling into doing pinup nude vintage nudes things like that and you know I just woke up one day and said this is what I'm going to do and I looked at the realism of it I looked at what are my chances of making this a reality what are my chances of succeeding if I do this, because, you know, anybody, you can just get involved in so many industries and fields. It doesn't mean that you're actually going to be like successful at it. So I started thinking, okay, now what do I want to use my time 
and my money, my skills, you know, resources, connections, what do I want to spend all of that on in 2019 the most? And I just woke up and said, you know, I'm going to start being a publicist. This is what I'm doing now. And I didn't even really think about the fact that that was going to eliminate something. But there are things that have just naturally and automatically been eliminated. And there are people that obviously, because I believe everything happens for a reason. So there are people that have just, they're just gone. <laughs> you know, it's, it wasn't a knockdown, drag out, anything. It's just, I, I, you know, honestly, and I've said this, and this isn't even about disrespect at all, because I started off being an amateur. But I'm not interested in working with amateur pinups anymore. I just keep getting, going through situations that keep reinforcing my gut feeling, my initial feeling, like, that I've had for so long. Like, I just don't want to do this anymore. You know, again, this is another reason, excuse me, why I, um, I just... I'm not really hesitating when it comes to eliminating people anymore. It's not just because I'm not involved in pinup as much. I don't have to work with amateurs every week to be involved in pinup. I'm a professional pinup model. I have been. I've earned that title. And it's something that if I want to maintain it and my success, I'm going to have to keep doing what I've been doing all of these years. I'm not just going to stop. You know, that's not an option. But... I feel like part of my career as a pinup has suffered because I've had to concentrate so much on my academy, which I eliminated last year. And, you know, obviously financially working with amateur pinups. And there's just been so much drama. I have looked at the scales and there's so many times where it just didn't balance out because of what I've had to go through. And... Excuse me, and people bailing on commitments, you know, plain and simple. I think, you know, was it real? Is it really worth the money, you know, going through all of this when I wasn't really charging that much to do hair and everything else was free in the first place? You know, it's like I have two people, two models that I've worked with a while now. One I've worked with years, years, people. And hey, whenever we're able to work together, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. And this applies to all of the people that just couldn't afford to do pen imp anymore. I would love for you to call me, message me, email me and set up a shoot when you can afford it. I'm here. I've told you that I've told everybody that. Um, but there are of course people who I will never work with again and they know that. And so that's that. (laughs) That's how it is. That's how it's going to be. And, you know, it's no use in crying over spilled milk. I believe things happen for a reason and they're meant to happen. It's just like with photographers that I don't work with anymore. It's the same concept. But I just don't really like being put in. And yes, this is normal. And no, life isn't fair. But I don't always like being put in a position where I feel like, you know, I'm uncertain about my decision. And, you know, I feel like that comes from my commitment and my sense of obligation and how much I give when I'm working with somebody. Like I said, five minutes, three hours. I give my all. I give my passion. And I just don't feel like sitting around and watching somebody constantly disappoint me. I I don't want to cut someone off that has disappointed me one time because again we're we're all humans it happens it's what do they say to air is human but again how comfortable am I going to be having somebody on my personal friends list on Facebook that just straight up build on a commitment I mean really it sometimes it only takes one of those things like you can be late a couple of times and I'll be okay with it. But at some point, because being late is really, it matters to me when I have other people waiting. Um, 
I'm going to cut, cut you off, period. But if it's something that happens once in a while, what can you do? Like, hello, I'm not on time all the time. That'd be stupid for me to expect that from others. And that's what it comes down to. It comes down to what I expect from others because of what I've already given. And the history that I have with someone, I don't want to just say, you know what, I'm done with you because one thing didn't, didn't go accordingly. That's, I don't know, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not that emotionally involved with anyone where I'm like, oh no, forget it now. Like, no, it's not that serious. I'm more realistic than I am emotional, but my emotions do play a part. When someone disappoints me, what can I do? Disappointment is an emotion. And when someone bails on a commitment or doesn't finish production, it's nearly impossible for me to keep a stiff upper lip as far as continuing to be around them, be connected with them, or work with them. I just can't do it. You know? <coughs> Excuse me. Again, I feel like I'm, I am put in that position where I'm looking back and I when I doubt myself is when I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just going to just wait and see how this is really going to pan out without me doing something first and cutting them off. And it's like, I'm giving them that opportunity. And I want them to know that I'm giving them that opportunity because like I said, bailing on a commitment production that has not finished that's a big deal. To me, that's a bigger deal than being late once in a while. Um, you know, or just some people who just don't have the greatest communication in the world, things like that. But when it comes down to commitment, no, no, it's very difficult. That's going to override the history that I've had with someone. You know, I may get confused, (laughs) because we've had such a great history together and that's why I continued to work with you and we're still in contact. But once I see people bailing on commitments or making something so difficult that I don't even want to deal with them, I don't even want to work with them, it's like I've got to be done at that point. If if there has been a pattern, I have to be done at some point, you know? I can't worry about what other people think about me cutting people off and eliminating people because, you know, it's, it's up to you to be irreplaceable, not me. You know, it's up to me to be irreplaceable to other people, maybe even to you. But it's, it's not my responsibility to make you irreplaceable for me. <laughs> think about that. It doesn't even sound right. You know, you, you have to do things. It's what you do that make you irreplaceable. You know, and there are things and there are times when people don't even need to be replaced. They just need to be eliminated. Period. I've thought about that. I, I really started dissecting that last year. Like, you know, there are people that you can eliminate and because they were causing so many problems. Why would you want to replace them? You don't want to replace somebody that caused you problems. But then there are people that were valuable to you in more than one way or a major way. And then began to cause problems. And you're like, you know what? I still have a need for someone like that. There's still a position, if you will, open. So it's just like with clients, you know, they come and go. Any hairdresser has that. And there are certain clients that are difficult. There are certain clients that are just not difficult at all. Same thing with photographers. There are photographers that make things so easy. The same exact things. The same exact me. The same exact situation. This, I mean, exactly. And there are others that make it completely easy and simple. Same me. Same situation. That's all I'm saying. Think about it. The difference is that person. And like I said, I already know that nobody's perfect. I look at myself and I judge myself. I'm the perfect example that nobody's perfect. I've been late to shoots. Um, I've had poor communication at, at times, not very often. Miscommunication, definitely, which takes two people. 
Um, I'm sure somewhere along the way I've disappointed somebody. I don't think it was by my looks or not being prepared or not being skilled or not following through with my commitments. Um, but again, everything that I give, I'm not asking for anything more than that. You know, and I just, I look at that when it comes to past clients that I eliminated for negative reasons and photographers that I've eliminated for negative reasons. Um, obviously, they weren't irreplaceable. And again, why would I want to replace, technically replace someone that was causing me problems? Um, both models and photographers that I've had unfortunate negative experiences with and the same exact situations I was put in with so many other people and things went smoothly you know it makes me realize that I don't need to change I'm not trying to change I think that we all could be a little bit more patient unless you're like the most patient person in the world so I try to work on my patience all the time you know I honestly do especially with people that I've had a good history with. But again, at some point, then you, something is happening that is not good when working with me. Wasting of time. I don't waste people's time. I don't like my time wasted. You're never going to get a positive reaction out of me. And eventually it's going to add up into one big explosion of like, I'm done with you. You know? I'm eliminating you. You've eliminated yourself. That's what it's going to come to when my time begins to be wasted. And so that's basically me wrapping up today's topic. I, you know, I can deal with a lot of things and I'm, I'm grateful for the people who deal with my flaws when it comes to business. You know, excuse me, I'm a, I'm a hard ass. <laughs> I don't play around. I don't forget things. Um, I take every single detail of our commitment and agreement seriously I expect people to produce I produce so yeah I can be brash I can be a hard ass um, those are the things that I know about me that are, can probably be my downfall I'm not one to just take it easy all the time I'm definitely not one to just wing it and I'm definitely not one like oh if I get the images who cares you know or oh if he signs a release so I can get the images published doesn't matter no it matters it matters because, like I said, all of the photographers that I have ever worked with from day one in my pinup career knew and know and will know that I'm heavily involved in pinup. Don't ignore it. Don't sleep on it. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, because that's, that's where my time is going to be when it comes to working with you if you're a photographer. Not on anything else. All the other things I'm working with and people I'm working with have absolutely nothing to do with it. This is me. This is you. We shoot for publication. I expect images. I expect edits. I expect to be given permission to submit. And if there comes a time where a specific magazine needs a release form signed by a photographer that photographed me, I expect for it to get done. If I end up, I'm going to tell you right now, missing out on an issue, on getting in an issue, and this is not because my photographer has gone out of town, which, you know, it's, it's unpleasant, but if they give me permission, excuse me, I'm getting in the hiccups, to sign the release, then I'll do so, but that's totally different. If... A photographer is available and has been posting on Facebook I get a release form and I'm being specific here with this situation and give it to them and they don't sign it in time for whatever reason by the time that I need it and I don't mean the next by the next day you know obviously that would be unrealistic they have priorities I have priorities I'm making this a priority because it's it's our work. So since it's our work, only thing I'm asking is for you to make it a priority. If I miss out on being in an issue of a magazine that already accepted, and I went through that process of submitting, which takes time, 
and I took the time, the initiative, my the drive, whatever, motivation, inspiration, and that is specifically, capital letters, what our photo shoot was for, for magazine publication. And I put the groundwork in afterwards and got the images after you did the post work of editing, I put in more work after the shoot to get the images accepted. And they do, especially if I've had to shop them around and certain magazines have said no. And I finally get a publication to say yes. And they accept it and they need your permission. And again, we know that that's what we were shooting for. We, and we've been published times before in the past, many times. So keep all that consideration when I cut you off and I eliminate you. Because if I miss being in an issue, because getting me the release form is not being made a priority, boom, done. I'm, I'm eliminating you. And, you know, honestly, I cannot... I can't ever worry about what other people think because no, no one has walked a day in my shoes. No one is me. You know, no one's had to deal with you, quote unquote, um, in the situation that I have. You know, this is why I will stick to what I said yesterday to one of my clients. There are people that have had great experiences and there are people, other people who've had a horrible experience with the same exact person. It's like chemistry, it's timing, it was meant to be your personalities, there was, mis, you know, are different, there was, mis, there was miscommunication, there was assumptions, there was, you know, no level of commitment on one person's end, but there was a level of commitment on the other one, so things didn't flow, things didn't get done, somebody bailed, commitments got broken, you know, there's just so many, and then they'll turn around and be loyal to someone else and not do that with someone else. I don't know what to tell you. I just know with me, the, the me that you're getting is the me that you're getting because of you, period. If someone keeps their commitments, you know, I'm going to keep mine, period. The only time that I have not kept my commitment in business or commitments in business is when the other person has made it completely impossible extremely difficult for me to keep my end. Other than that, I would rather walk away saying I did everything I was supposed to do, period. <laughs> very simplistic, very non nonchalant. There isn't even really any emotions in it. It's like I made a commitment, whether it was for trade or paid, whatever, and I held my end of the bargain and now I'm done. Now I'm done. Never let it say, you know, be said that Diana Prince walked away and didn't complete a task build on a commitment unless unless the other person made it impossible or nearly impossible to do it I mean if somebody treats me bad it's going to be very difficult for me to keep my commitment in business but I just don't see any point in not finishing it it would have to be something really bad like I said making it impossible or nearly impossible for me to complete it because I just say you know what there's no way you know um that I can do this there's no way I can bring myself to do this or there's no way that I can physically do it at this point other than that I'm going to keep my commitment so word to the wise I don't know who's listening and again this is just me focusing on business so I can start focusing on my morning my business morning, my online work day. So it's really nice if, <coughs> excuse me, if I've enlightened someone, if I've reassured someone that, hey, I've been through this too. Um, I'm not going to doubt myself in business. Don't doubt yourself in business that much. If it's such a situation, honestly, where you're doubting yourself a lot, I think that's one of the biggest times where it needs to be eliminated. I mean, you have to be able to communicate with people and express yourself. And at some point, you have to be able to let go, period. You know, and for me, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not good with disappointment, especially if it's something that's a big deal to me. And like, hello, uh, are you irreplaceable? Because otherwise, what 
reason do I have to keep you around if you're going to bail on commitments? What reason do I have to keep you around if you're going to cause major delays? And if I miss out on being in a magazine issue after all of the hard work that I put into getting into it, to being accepted, if I miss out, you're eliminated, done. I don't, I don't care what, you know, man, that's a difficult one, you know, thank God I've not, and I do thank God, I'm not being facetious, I really do, that I don't have to go through this often, because this is not something that I want to do, this is not something that I want to go through, and it's sad that the severity is not there for people, when they know why we work together, they knew what was going to happen. And now lo and behold, here we are, and it's time to wrap this up. And they're not making it a priority. They're not showing any level of commitment or sense of obligation. I can't roll like that. I cannot have somebody like that around me. It's no good for me. And once someone starts to cause me stress, I definitely have to eliminate them because it's not worth it. You'll end up in a grave over one person, you know, or over allowing several people to constantly stress you out. I mean, we all have the power on who we're going to work with. And especially when we're done, like we haven't worked with them in a while. And now all of a sudden they're causing delays or they're causing you stress. What do you have to lose? Eliminate them. The way I see it, you don't, you don't have very much to lose, <laughs> really, unless that person is irreplaceable, and you have to look at it on, on the other end, if you're that person, um, if you're not, you know, if you can be replaced or eliminated, or maybe, or maybe you're not worried about that, but, you know, if, <laughs> if you're breaking commitments, or you're causing delays, or you're causing production to stop, you cannot possibly expect a positive reaction from anyone, especially from me, if you know me. So I'm going to end this podcast with that, with all that being said. So it's 341 in the morning. Yes, middle of the night for a lot of people. I'm going to actually go ahead and start my work day with a, or continue on with it with a little bit of research. And um, I'm going to probably do a blog. And then I'm probably going to take a little cat nap (laughs) because honestly, I, if I was just getting up now, maybe, but to be up at like two something in the morning is, I don't know if I'm going to be able to hang the entire morning without closing my eyes. So I'm going to charge my phone, put a little, I'm going to wet my whistle and put something down my throat here. My, my voice is, uh, you know o'clock in the morning. I'm using my vocal cords for the first time in hours and I didn't use it very much yesterday. So, um, I hope everybody has a great day. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This has been Pen Up Talk with host Diana Prince and I'll see all of you online. Have a great day. Ciao.